welcome to Cancer Conversations. I'm your host, Erica Matthews. I am a wife, mom, and wellness coach. I understand the trauma of getting a cancer diagnosis and the intense battle a person instantly steps into. This podcast is all about learning how to overcome adversity and how activating faith plays a key role in the outcomes we want to have. Each week, I will be bringing you education and inspiration, as well as interviews with other fellow warriors. Get ready to be empowered in your faith, mindset, and your health. Now, let's get into today's episode. You've tuned in to another episode of Cancer Conversations. Welcome back. I'm your host, Erica. And if this is your first time tuning in, I hope that you're just so blessed and that you follow my show so that you do not miss any future episodes. So this week's episode is all about waiting, but learning how to wait purposefully. Now, most of us do not like to wait. Let's get real. We don't like to wait really for anything. And I think part of this has to do with the world that we live in today. So everything is quick. We live in a microwave society And we can just literally get online, make purchases online with a click of a button, especially if it's with Amazon, while it's going to be there right at your front porch the very next day. So it can be very hard to wait for something that we really want with, you know, everything else being so easy to not have to wait for, you know, so we're going to discuss today waiting but how to do it very purposefully so that we can squeeze every single blessing that comes from waiting, okay? So I first want to point out that waiting well, so to wait well, we first must have a posture, okay? So it's a certain posture. And the first posture that I want to talk about that's very important to have is a posture of gratitude, So I'm pretty sure, even if you don't have a cancer diagnosis, that you're going to gain some new insights from today's episode. But I am mostly talking to people who are dealing with a cancer diagnosis. Now, if you're like me, most of you would have wanted to be completely healed the day that you got the diagnosis. And let's be real and say that most of us are not in gratitude for the cancer because cancer is the biggest interruption of our life. I mean, let's just be real about that. And I remember when I got diagnosed, like right before I got diagnosed, I was pretty focused on building my business and I had a baby, but I, that's all I cared about. I was very obsessed with building my business. Now, that's not to say that that's bad, but when you are obsessed with something more than anything else, it can definitely not be a great thing. And it definitely took me out of alignment. And it took me out of alignment to who God created me to be. So I had this life interruption of cancer, which was really a forced slowdown. And in the beginning of the diagnosis, I was full of utter shock and fear. And I had no space in my heart to be in gratitude. And I'm just going to say I was not thankful. In fact, I despised the diagnosis. 
And if we're being honest with ourselves, a lot of us can say that, right? Because it's not fair. And what I've learned over these past four years is that cancer was actually a big wake up call. And it was a big tap on my shoulder to tell me, Hey, Erica, how you're living is actually out of integrity and you are meant for so much more. And if you allow cancer to be your teacher, you can completely heal and completely change, but it is going to be an uphill battle, but great is your reward. And that's truly what I feel. And as I began to do the deep work within, I discovered so much. Now, I do want to say if if you really want to heal from the inside out, this deep kind of healing work will be so much better and I believe quicker if you do it with the Holy Spirit, with God, with Jesus, because he made you and he knows you. He knows what you need to see. He knows what you need to know. He knows what you need to believe. He knows what healing needs to happen from the inside, deep within. He knows what trauma needs to be healed. He knows what is really undealt with in your life. And he's the one that puts his finger on those things and says, hey, I need you to deal with this now. So you really want to invite him in. And Jesus is called the healer for a reason, because that's what he does. That's his specialty. So becoming thankful for your cancer diagnosis and what it's teaching you is very important. And this is really only done as you start to change and as you begin to do the deep work and as you begin to embrace this cancer diagnosis and you allow it to be your trainer into becoming the highest version of who God created you to be. Okay. So being thankful, you know, it isn't just because you're seeing good results or, you know, you're trusting that everything's going to be good or everything's going a certain way. No, it's about recognizing things that God shows you along the way and how he's opening your eyes through the cancer diagnosis. Now, you know, some of you might be brand new to listening to my show. You might be new to getting, you know, a cancer diagnosis. And so you might not be aware of what your journey is going to look like and all the things that God wants to show you. But if you're somebody who, I I hate to say this, but is someone who's seasoned and walking through cancer, then you know, you know, the ways that you are being changed and it's probably for the better if you're being honest. And I know for me, it is for the better. It is like, I didn't even realize you guys that I was offended at so many different things and I would just like stuff that in my heart and be angry at people. And that is like, that's not freedom. And that will completely stifle our relationship with God. The Bible is very clear on forgiveness. Like if we don't forgive, then God can't forgive us. So it's like we have to. And now with you know, if we want to be healed, it's almost like we don't have time to store things in our hearts towards people. I mean, there's no time right now would be the best time to make the the wrong things right, where people have hurt us to forgive every single person to just have nothing undone. This is your time to do that. 
So the first thing in being thankful is allowing your journey to mold you and to teach you. It's not like you're, oh, I'm so thankful for cancer. Although I will say that sometimes I feel I am thankful because of how much God has used it. But I also wish that it it wouldn't have had to happen. So waiting, though, with a thankful heart will serve you, okay? So getting in gratitude for how God is using this cancer to change you, okay? So when you are in this heart posture of being thankful, here's something to keep in mind, that it literally will kick out all victim mode out the door. So I will see this from time to time, you know, people like, oh, I got cancer and I don't know why. And I'm just like this helpless victim. And I'm not making fun of people at all that feel that way whatsoever. But I see that often times and being a victim in any situation is not serving us. We are called to be warriors. And when you can be in the heart posture of being thankful Like I said, it does kick out, you know, any sort of victim mode or victim hat that you would have put on and you are able to put this warrior hat on instead. And then you're able to step more into alignment. Okay. So I want you this week and going forward, be in gratitude. Just look for all the things that have happened through the cancer journey and how God is truly working it for your good. I want you to be aware. And if you haven't been aware, that's what I want you to recognize this week and even pray, God, make me aware of your goodness and how you are at work in this cancer situation. Okay. And I promise he will, he will give you new lens and he will show you things that he wants you to see. So he's so good like that. Okay. So the second posture to put on as you are waiting is to wait with expectation, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, this can be tricky, especially if you are sick and you are going through a rough time, okay? So this is where it's important to have people to pray for you and just support you and encourage you on your journey, especially when you're down in the dumps, because I don't know about you, but when I feel sick, there seems to be a spirit of depression and discouragement that comes in. So it's like the two go hand in hand. So it's very important to not hide away in your sickness, but to make sure that you are verbalizing how you feel and what you need to people that are willing to help you. Okay. It's also very important to guard your heart and mind and your thoughts. I mean, I really want you to picture this, that you are a guard. You're actually a guard over what comes into your mind. I've had to be very bold with people in regards to the things that they say or have spoken over to me. And you get to be bold too, even if it's not your personality. Now, that's kind of not my personality. At least I struggled my whole life sticking up for myself, having a voice, But as God has healed me, I have learned to fight for my little girl, me. And if I don't fight for myself, who else will? So we have to do that. And it's valid. It's true. It's right. It's important. And it's not that we have to do it, you know, in an angry way. It's like, hey, I matter too. 
you know? So the reason this is important to be a guard over your mind is because your thoughts can easily become beliefs. And what you believe about your situation is very important and can have everything to do with your outcome. So this is why in these episodes, you guys, I have spoken about mindset and you know beliefs and our thoughts and really meditating on truth because it, it's that important. I mean, it really is. So when you take on the role of guarding your heart and mind and you do it well, this has everything to do with having an expectation that as you wait, everything is working out for your highest good. I mean, that's what the Bible says, right? Romans 8. And God is not a man that he would lie nor change his mind. So no matter if we lose our faith or we you know, go into that fearful space, God's not going to change his mind on healing you. Okay, but it's very important to have that expectation that God is in the midst. He's fighting for you. And as you wait upon him, big things are being done in you that would never have been done any other way. So expect that your healing is coming and plan for that huge celebration. It's coming. And how exciting is this? All your hard work is paying off and your joy is coming. The joy that you've never even imagined and breakthrough is coming. No more pain. You're going to feel amazing. And so much laughter is going to come forth from your belly. In fact, it's going to hurt from all the laughing. Okay. So I want you to have this expectation. Like what would happen What would happen if you began to expect great things? What would happen if you began to think about God in a different way that he's only good and he's working mightily on your behalf and he's making moves that you just can't see yet? What would happen if you camped out on those thoughts? Okay. So as you can see, waiting is very purposeful. It can be if you activate these postures, okay? It's very intentional. And I want to say this, that it's not done in your own strength. I mean, yeah, you can do it in your own strength, but it's going to have so much more of a, like a boom effect. If you wait with God, like you are very intentional with your relationship with God and you don't do it in your own strength, but you have to invite the Lord in. He's the only one, the only one that can take something so brutal, like a cancer diagnosis, and make it into something so very beautiful in your life, okay? So meditate on that. Think about that and invite him in. And he's the only one that makes the fighting purposeful, okay? So if you haven't done this, I want you to do this. I want you to invite Jesus into your pain, I want you to ask him to be your teacher and your anchor in this storm. And if you don't know how to trust him, then you get to open your Bible and ask him to speak to you. I remember in the very beginning when I began my relationship with Jesus, I would look up scriptures on whatever I was struggling with. So if I was struggling on being afraid, I would look up scriptures on what God's word said 
about being afraid or fear of man. I mean, literally, you guys, there's over, well, there's, I know for a fact, there's over 300 scriptures on fear. If you want to know what it looks like on how to trust the Lord, then you can look up scriptures on trust. You know, if you want to know how to have faith, scriptures on faith, you can read Bible stories on the men in the Bible and women who had faith that pleased God and were doing outrageous things because they were full of God's power and full of God's spirit. So that's what I'm saying. That's why we need him. We desperately need him. Some of us know we need him and some of us don't know how desperate we need him. So this is your opportunity to get to know him and to invite him into your storm. And trust me, it's going to be so much sweeter with him. And you're going to be far less anxious anxious and, and less afraid. Okay, so the third posture to have is the posture of waiting in faith. And this too can only be done with the help of our creator. And faith, the Bible says, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Okay. Now I like to add, even though we're not to add in words, but in my own words, I like to add in the word not yet seen. Okay. So that scripture is found in Hebrews 12. Now, when you wait in faith, your eyes are on God and the promise of his word, which is really the prize. Okay. The promises in God's word are there for us to stand on. It's almost like I think of God's promises as the end result. So it's like he speaks to us, a scripture jumps out when we're reading it, and he's telling us, I'm going to heal you. And then you so you cling to that, you hold on to that. So it's almost like he, he just gave you the end of the story. You know, it's like fast forwarding the end of the movie, right? So he, So you know the end of the story. So when things in your journey continue to go on and on and on and on, right? Or the story gets darker, your journey is painful, right? But yet you have this promise of hope. What are you going to believe? Are you going to believe God, even though it's pretty awful in the in-between? Or are you going to just focus on, well, maybe that's not true because my symptoms are telling me something different or the journey's going forever. So I'm just going to maybe believe that God doesn't want to heal me. So no to that. You don't want to have those thoughts. And if you do, that's okay, but you need to basically vomit them out of you. Get all those negative thoughts out of you because God does want to heal you. The Bible is very clear about that. And there's so many scriptures on healing. Oh my gosh. So if you guys want to get excited about healing while you're waiting for it to happen, camp out there in the word of God with scriptures on healing. And it's going to increase your faith. Like it's so going to spur you on. And especially when you take it in and you confess it and you uh, speak it over yourself, it's like it becomes life. Okay. And it's, um, it is life. The word of God, the Bible says is, is living and active and it's sharper than any two edged sword. Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh. Okay. So let's put our faith and hope in 
you know, that in God's word. The other thing about faith I want to say is that faith is what gets God's attention. So when you wait with a posture of gratitude, expectation, and faith, then you know that you're not waiting in vain. Like what we talked about in the beginning, you are squeezing every single blessing that you can out of this fiery, painful trial. So my prayer lately has been, God, whatever you want to do in me, do it. Lord, you can have it all. My life is yours. So here are a few scriptures on waiting that I have loved. So Isaiah 40, 31 says, Those who wait upon the Lord shall have new strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles, and they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Okay, so how amazing would that be to pray that over yourself? Because I don't know about you, but the journey can feel so freaking weary. Oh my gosh. It's like sometimes you don't even want to talk about it anymore, right? Okay, so God is saying that as you wait upon me, I'm going to give you new strength. I'm going to give you wings that are like eagles and you'll be able to run and not be weary. You won't be faint either. So that is a scripture that is so powerful. And I just encourage you guys to dive into all of these that I'm going to share with you. Okay. All right. The next one is Lamentations 3.25. Now these are in the Old Testament. I love the Old Testament though. All right, so it says, The Lord is good to those who wait for him and to the soul that seeks him. Okay, that's a beautiful promise. Okay, Isaiah 30, 18. Therefore, the Lord waits to be gracious to you, and therefore he exalts himself to show mercy to you. For the Lord is a just God, And blessed are all those who wait for him. Beautiful. Isaiah 64, 4 says, From of old, no one has heard or perceived by the ear, and no eye has seen a God besides you who acts for those who wait for him. Okay, you guys, right there, God is saying that he is going to move on our behalf for those who wait for him, okay? He very much values us waiting upon him. Can you see this by these scriptures? Okay, last scripture I have is Ecclesiastes 3.11. And this has been kind of one of my life verses, but it's very simple, but it says, he makes everything beautiful in its time. Okay, so your journey right now, it might not feel beautiful, but in its time, he's going to make it beautiful. I just feel that so strongly for someone listening in. Okay, so receive that. Meditate on these truths. Speak them over yourself. And the timing for your healing, it belongs to God. So cooperate with him. And let him have his perfect way in you and with you, even if it's 
difficult. Okay. Whatever he, he wants of you, just say, God, it's yours. Whatever you want, not my will, not my will be done. All right. Well, here are a few closing thoughts. As you guys know, I'm still on my journey of waiting and I'm no stronger stranger to waiting because I've had to wait for something I desperately wanted a long time for a long time. And that was with my husband. I've shared a little bit about that, but I waited 39 years to get married and I did not settle. And I I didn't, once I gave my life to the Lord when I was 25 years old, I did not settle. So I didn't do all this dating and I wasn't obsessed with being in relationships. I chose to work on myself and be very purposeful in my waiting, even though it was very, very hard. And, and honestly, you know, kind of towards the end before I got married, I began to believe that maybe God didn't want me married. You know, uh, a lot of guys, they didn't talk to me. They didn't pursue me for whatever reason. My husband seems to think that they were intimidated by me, but I don't know. But I took it as rejection, right? But rejection isn't always rejection. It's redirection. And it's always about, you know, God's timing. And so what, looking back, what I wish I would have done is learned to trust God's heart more. And that's what some of you need to do today is trust God's hearts for you. Trust that he's in the midst. Trust that he sees your pain. He's bottling up your tears. He knows you. He knows you. Don't reject him. Uh, But I guess I'm just trying to say that I understand waiting and waiting for something that you desperately want. And it really does require you to wait differently, okay? And it really does help to be able to trust the one who is having you wait because you know it's for a reason. It's for a reason. Matthew seven eleven says, he loves to give good gifts to his children. So because God's only good, I can wait, you can wait in anticipation for your gift of healing. Now, I know I've said this before, but waiting, it is painful. It's not easy. But when you put on a different kind of posture, like what we're talking about, it is possible to wait really well and to do it very purposefully with excellence and even joy. So, Pay attention to how you wait and don't forget that you are waiting on God and his timing is absolutely perfect. So don't rush this plan of his. And I know you might, you know, want to try to get ahead of God and fast forward his timing, but the timing of the Lord is perfect. And trust me, you wouldn't want it sooner, even if you could, because you want all that God has for you. And God never wastes any of our waiting. He does great things in our hearts and in this posture of waiting. So the last thing I want to say is this, is that when you understand that God is never, ever late and he's only good, then you wait differently. And I encourage you to do this work and to change how you wait because it's going to do wonders. All right. Well, I hope this encouraged you. You guys know I 
greatly want to get my message of faith out into the world and messages like this, I just pray that it does encourage you. If it did, please share it. Love you guys. And I will be back here for another episode next week. See you then. Thank you for listening to the show. My prayer is that the podcast encouraged you and filled you with hope. If you loved what you heard today and you would like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post it on social media, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. To catch the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at It's Erica Matthews and join my Hope and Healing for Cancer Facebook group. Remember this, anything worth having takes work. See you next week for a new episode.